Hello, TD Fantasy listeners. Jamie Eisner here telling you about the ultimate fantasy football draft experience. You've heard us talk about it on the show before. Fantasy football at sea. Think about what you were doing this past draft night. Were you just sitting on your couch? Were you stuck at the office hoping your boss didn't see you? That's no fun at all. Isn't fantasy football supposed to be fun? Why not upgrade and do your 2019 draft on a cruise to the Bahamas where you can get the best advice and party with the top fantasy analysts and former NFL players? Beach, sun, fantasy football, TD Fantasy will be there. That is a tough combo to beat. Go to fantasyfootballatsea.com for more information and learn how you can book today. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome in to the TD Fantasy Podcast. I am taking over as your host today. Paige is, I don't know, still recovering from her Bears losing to the Patriots at home. So she's off somewhere, you know, doing something to. Doing something. Yeah. Doing something to comfort her. Uh, so I will be taking over today, myself, Jake Arians here. Before we get into Sunday's action, we obviously apologize. We did not have a Friday show. Things have been a little bit crazy in terms of travel schedule for uh, most of us. So we're going to touch on briefly the absolute debacle in our backyard, Thursday Night Football, oh, yeah. Denver and the Cardinals. There's not a lot of nice things to say about the Arizona Cardinals on either side of the ball. Or in the coaching area as well I, I mean I don't even know where to start we said that uh my, you know, my pick was Denver was going to come in there hit him in the mouth that Von Miller was going to ruin Rosen's debut on national TV which all of which happened but the defense laid a total egg again I mean you're going to fire Mike McCoy on Friday make him the fall guy which I get he's not your guy but the head coach is the defensive coordinator his best friend is now the defensive coordinator uh and their defense is god-awful now, the, the offense has not been good, but you don't have weapons. That defense has been top seven for five years, and it is terrible against the pass. It's terrible against the run. They made all these turnovers in the preseason. Everybody had all this hype, and they're, they're just bad. I mean, Rosen's going to have these – I told you. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. You're going to have ups and downs. The, kid, the thing I like about the kid, and I compared him to Jay Cutler, and I said last week if he has Jay Cutler's career, Arizona Cardinals fans will be pretty happy. Uh, sure they will. Jay Cutler had some phenomenal moments. He breaks your heart all the time. But he's going to have 450 yard, four touchdown games, and he's going to, you know, it's he's a talented kid. The thing I like about him is he's going to keep slaying it, and he did. He kept fighting. And oh, yeah. He had another fumble and another pick and whatever, but it's going to happen. Byron left, which I'm very excited about. Uh, one of my dad's, you know, proteges brought into coaching, talked him into getting into coaching. We all think he's going to be a head coach in the next four or five years. He's on that track. I don't know how much of a difference you're going to see. I think you're going to see a different scheme. But they are still limited with weapons. They're still limited offensively uh, on the offensive line. They still have a rookie quarterback. Hopefully they'll take some more shots. Hopefully David Johnson, owners in fantasy, will get some action uh, in a different way that has been lacking there. So I'm excited about that. But I hate it for Mike McCoy, who's a good guy, who's had a good coaching career, and that's two years in a row he's been the fall guy uh, on a bad coaching staff, on a bad team. So it's um, I don't see anything getting better for them either. No. The schedule gets worse. I mean, if they don't beat San Francisco again or beat Seattle, who's getting better, I don't know that they win another game. Yeah, I, I, this is this team is very much in contention for the number one pick. I mean, this is – I don't uh, even know who's going to challenge them at this yeah. point. We thought Washington, maybe, hell, they're 4-2 and two and in first place. Yeah, maybe the Giants now if they if they lose tonight on Monday Night Football, they're, they're in the conversation. But And like what we said last but week – they're a better I, team. I said like if they play head-to-head on a neutral yeah. field, I'm taking the Giants by 10. Yeah, uh, it's just it, – it, things are an absolute disaster in Arizona. Denver, again, they 
at least they salvaged a little bit of the season so far. They're three and four. I don't think they're going to be. We picked them to go eight and eight, right? Yeah. I mean, there they are what they are. Their their defense isn't what it was, but Von Miller can wreak havoc. Bradley Chubb's turning into a young Von Miller looks really good, but they don't have the corners anymore. They're they're thin at middle linebacker. Their offense is good at times, but it's Case Keenum. They're they're limited, yeah. but they have some weapons. Both rookie running backs look good. Our offensive line's not very good, so they're an eight and eighteen. But they're an eight and eighteen that came in and just destroyed yeah. a really that's bad a, that's team. A road that's probably going to have yeah. the first pick. I just it really, it, it, on a personal level, it pisses me off to see where it's fallen and how fast. Because yeah. it's not like last year was the easiest thing to ever with your running back out, your quarterback out, and you finish eight and eight, and you're competitive in every game. Yeah, and now they're not even minus minus going to London. Um, and now they're they're the worst team of football. It's just it sucks. It, it really is. It's yeah, just, it's, it's disappointing. It's it's a, least. it's a massive drop that it's just it's it's just it's hard to imagine. Again, even going back two years ago, where this team was then, one year ago, where this team was and where it is now, and it, it's just remarkable on both sides. Of the on ball. a positive though, before we jump off, and we touched about it a little bit last week. I mean, I think you do have to look at okay, you're going to have the first pick of the draft or top three for sure. You have some pieces that if you're going to keep this scheme going, that you have to be able to move and really just stockpile draft picks. And if you're not going to take a quarterback at one and there's not going to be that Jadavian and Clowney type guy, right? Miles Garrett, do you trade that out and you just stockpile picks? You're going to be 80, 90 million under the cap next year. Um, you're going to have a ton of holes, but is it time to move Patrick Peterson, who's still an elite phenomenal player, but you could get a ton for him? Is it time to move Hassan Reddick or Deion Buchanan. I mean, his team has some options. I'd like to see him make some moves down the stretch. But you also have a first-time head coach that thinks they're going to win games and wants to keep the rah-rah going and has a little bit of that college spirit in him of it'll turn around this week. Awesome. From a front office point of view, I think it's time to start looking for the future and really stockpile what the Browns did a couple years ago. Um, or even the Rams in the RG3 scenario where if you're not going to take the quarterback there, you can really set your franchise up three, four, five years down the road by getting that exactly. many Exactly. Move, move from one to six, one yeah. to five, and you pick up another first, a second, you know, a second the next year, those kind of things. I, it, with, with the salary cap situation, I think it's time to completely rebuild the whole thing. And that uh, might be with a new head coach as well. I think that's going to be but maybe we'll, not next year, but in two years, we'll, I think we'll there's see. there might be a complete clean house uh, in the Arizona front office. All right, let's move on to Sunday's games. The first game, the really early ones for all of us out here on the West Coast, uh, the 6.30 start time. Titans and Chargers in London. Chargers looked excellent early on, and then slowly things started to kind of slip away a little bit. And I guess we have to start with the last play of the game, the decision to go for two there. Do you like the call by Mike Rabel to go for two? Or do you think that, you know, because – your dad called the game. He thought they should play for overtime. I, in my case, in that scenario, I agreed with him. I thought that Tennessee had all the momentum. They were playing really well in the second half. They had the Chargers on their heels. They yeah. were playing like the better team. Maybe yeah. that's how you take was, That was kind of his point to me was, okay, you grinded it out. You got to this point. You got lucky doing this already in overtime, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I, Rabel's kind of going with that Belichick, I'm just going to go for it kind of thing, which I, I kind of like. If you're going to do it, be consistent with it. But I think you clawed yourself back in, and I think the guys all left going, damn, I think we had this thing won. We made enough plays. We kicked that extra point. We got overtime. We had the momentum. We could pull this thing off, and that'd be a big victory for them. That'd yeah, that's another a winnable one. division. Like it's Right. I mean, that, and that's – you know, and then it, I don't know. And the, the two point play wasn't even close. So, you know, it's, uh, it was tough, but you know, Melvin Gordon late scratch for the chargers. They got to get Bosa back for the second half of the season coming out of a bye. I still think they're going to have a really big second half. Uh, and they found a way to get it done. Give them credit. Yeah, they did. They're five and two right now. And again, they're, they're only one game behind the chiefs. I mean, that's as great as the chiefs have been this year. And again, I think they're a better team than the chargers. 
when Chargers get healthy and they get clicking late in the season, that that's going to be a tough team. But yeah, for those of you that I, I have happened to be lucky enough to play against somebody that wasn't paying attention late on Saturday when we saw Melvin Gordon I, get downgraded. I did too, and she still destroyed me. Her team was just absolutely <laughs> loaded without Melvin Gordon, put up 150 points. A little disappointed Austin Eckler didn't have a bigger game, considering he's had a lot bigger games with Melvin Gordon there, and well, they just didn't let's use talk him about much, that for, but... a, for a second from a fantasy point of view, because I've had him on the bench, and I've been waiting for that, and I really was just waiting because Gordon was getting such a heavy workload if he gets hurt. Then I thought it was a great play for a you yeah. know, flex or an RB2, and now we're getting into buys, and I had to make some moves. I still couldn't put him in my lineup, and it's now I'm almost, in, weeks now I'm almost considering like, dropping him. And I think I have to because there's there's just better options out there. Yeah, there might be some ten team leagues where you just uh, you have that choice, or you just you or you have a shallow bench and you have to make that option. Uh, I've been a guy that had, had to rely on Austin Eckler most of the year. Uh, I played an auction auction leading league and running backs were a disaster trying to get them. Yeah. So I've been playing catch up with my RB two spot. That's back to back weeks with single digit points. It just and kind you of with a guy this week. Yeah, which is I was waiting to see if he's the guy. Yeah, he's a great play. Got, and, got seventeen touches, but only twelve carries on the ground. They, they did not run the ball much at all. It was a weird game. For the it, Titans it, are good against the run, so that kind of makes sense. And you have Philip Rivers, you have the weapons. Um, Tyrell Williams, phenomenal again, first play of the game. But uh, yeah, I mean they look good, and the, the Titans are still hanging in there, man. They're 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 pesky. They're pe- you know what they play defense well. If they. If, if, <laughs> If Terrick Henry could ever provide them anything on the ground, which he never will at this point, if they could establish a running game, that's a team that can do some damage. They have a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over a lot. They have a Deion defense Lewis that plays well. back and had a really good week. He they did. needed to figure out their offensive identity, though. You think they want to be smash mouth, play good defense, hang in the game, but they can't do that. Again, they can't run the ball consistently. Yeah. Uh, arguably the game of the weekend uh, in terms of just talent level, what we expected going in, the Patriots and the Brayers. Um Boy, it lived up to the hype. There was a lot, a lot happening in that game, and the Bears got out in front, and then they just gave up a kickoff return. You're seventeen yeah. seventy. You give up the touchdown. Like, how are you? You've all the Chicago momentum. is this time of year tough. So it's windy, it's swirling. It can be cold enough that it's really hard to get a touchback, but it's not that hard for most guys, man. I mean, that's one of those you cannot kick it to Cordell Patterson. It's like the at greatest, the five yard line. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, and that totally changed the game, yeah. and they lose by seven. Uh, but they hung in there. I mean, I, I don't know that they're really quite ready. But damn, they look good. And the Patriots, what, four games in a row with 30 points, whatever it is. I mean, that offense, without Gronk. And without Sonny Michel for most of that game. I mean, yeah, he gets, he gets they, hurt. Still, they still ran for over 100 yards without him. Uh, they look good. Yeah, Their yeah. defense is not very good. No. They, they, but we the, have a lot of these good teams have terrible defenses. It's going to be really interesting to see if any of these really solid defensive teams can get enough offense or put like these really good offensive teams like Kansas City, whose defense played really well. Yeah can kind of step up and do enough. At this point, just a competent defense with a good offense in the postseason is a key to it's win. like Kansas City could get Eric Berry and Sorensen. The other, the other, yeah. Both their safeties back. That defense could look totally different down Absolutely. the stretch as well. And they don't need to do much. And we, we could talk about this all year, and it's not going to happen. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But that was the thought. That was the area I thought, oh, here's where Jacksonville could take advantage. They're the only team that can play defense in the league. And then now – I'm not even sure about that. That your, defense your, your looks defense looks terrible. You're benching yeah. your quarterback. Fournette's still not playing. You trade for Carlos Hyde. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Like that was what does that mean for Leonard Fournette's future? Uh, that, that's I mean, Hyde's got a couple years left on his deal, doesn't he? That's, he that's just not signed a, a yeah, free agent deal going to Cleveland as so a free agent. Four so, years, so yeah, like he's got I mean, three more seasons left. You still got Yeldon, so I mean, like I think it means that well, as you said on the show before, they ain't paying Leonard they ain't Fournette. Fournette, but he might be he might be a healthy scratch. Which yeah. is a whole other fantasy or, wrinkle that kills me one more time. Well, I'm not sure much you can expect from this year, but he might be a trade target next year. They may try to move him and see if they can get anything for him. Oh, absolutely. I but mean, at I mean, this point, you might get a what are you gonna get fourth or point? fifth if you're lucky. Yeah. So maybe basically just traded Fournette for Carlos Hyde and said, you know, we just don't want to deal with the problem anymore. 
but uh, we'll get to them in a second. But again, Tom Brady, another big game. Three, three, three more touchdowns. James White was good again. Josh Gordon uh, was nice to see him get a little bit more involved. And I think Four you're going to you're gonna continue to see that. I think you're going to get more and more. The more he gets acclimated, the more he learns the offense, the more he gets that communication with Tom Brady, find those little nuances, those wrinkles. What it also did was free to Hogan. Hogan had a pretty mm-hmm. nice day again. Edelman's going to be Dom Tom's guy. But without Gronk, Hogan kind of took that in the seam, you know, all those routes for him and, uh, and had a nice day. So, I mean, everything's opening up because they're running the ball. On the other side of the ball, it's a journey watching Mitch Trubisky play because there are a few plays a game that you go, wow, that guy's got it. And then there's a few plays a game where you go, how is this guy a starter in the NFL? He might be one of the greatest running quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, I played with Michael Vick, people. Like, this is for me to say that like, he – He's athletic. He's shifty. He's powerful. That run inside the He's patient. He's like, and this is not one or two. Like this dude, he can throw it on the run. But my guy, he can flat run. Yeah. Like I, I I try to incorporate that some more because he he might be the best running option they have. That play inside the ten where he goes all the way to the right side of the field and cuts all the way back and and then does it again later. Yeah. And but his his head's his head's always up. His eyes are always downfield. He's always looking. Like he knows where everybody is and. I mean, he, the problem on the, neg- the negative to that is he misses wide open touchdowns. Yes. But Nagy's dialing up like nobody throws to more open receivers than Mahomes. Because this offense right now is misdirection. They're dialing it up. Now, not that he can't throw in tight windows. That dude's phenomenal. But he's hitting those guys. The difference is Trubisky did it one week and hasn't done it consistently. Or his numbers would be pretty similar. Yeah. To Mahomes. Guys are getting open. Yeah. I mean, you pointed out every week guys are getting open. He's just missing them. Uh, another good game for Trey Burton. Nine catches for one twenty six and touchdown. Tui Cohen's. That's the back you want in fantasy, clearly. Three twenty Howard- plus point week. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Howard finally got to like fifteen. Yeah, yeah, he got got in the end zone. So, um, but and had one taken away on a false start. He had yeah. two, so he would have had a big day. But and Cohen got that touchdown. But I mean, Cohen, you know, three weeks in a row over twenty points. Yeah, and so, he's catching the ball. And I, as somebody that had to, I had Russell Wilson on a bye. Started Trubisky this week. I was very happy with that performance. I, I, well, I'm sure, absolutely. <laughs> running, running is the big equalizer for those who remember playing with Tim Tebow or Michael Vick in fantasy. What what that can do for you at that position. Uh, we'll briefly touch on this next game: Bills at Colts. Uh, one of the teams showed up to this football game. Uh, the Colts looked good. Andrew Luck threw four touchdowns pretty effortlessly. I mean, he was just. I've, just carving them up. It looked like a college defense he was playing. I was so excited talking to my dad after calling the Colts-Jets game about his enthusiasm level. He's like, it was like talking to like an elementary school kid getting to play in pads for the first time. Of like, I, I'm like, I'm excited to go to practice and like the game is fun. And I just, I don't care if we're losing by 40 or if we're winning by 40. I just, I'm excited to go out in the huddle. And he's like, he's just. Happy to play football again. And it, it shows. I mean, there, and my dad made the mm-hmm. comment too, which I will get him on um, this week and let him talk about it a little bit. He's like, I would not want to play this team in November. He's like, they have no talent, but Andrew, but they have Andrew Luck. with T.Y. Hilton back, yeah. they have a little talent. Ebron, but with Andrew Luck, he's like, I wouldn't want to play him. Like, they can get hot. He can get hot and light you up. Oh, and, yeah. and Marlon Mack looked good. That's two straight weeks now he's looked good. He looks there, healthy There's now. your back. Another guy to pick up. That, look, they're, they're still sitting out there. A lot they're of people not a playoff play. team, but they can go in someplace and put up 28, 30 points on somebody and, and really cause some problems for you. Absolutely. Hey, that's that's – uh, it's one of those teams, if you're good, you don't want to see on your schedule in November for sure. And on the other side, uh, that's why Derek Anderson has played for about seven teams in the last 10 years. That's what you're going to get. Uh, also, it says a lot about this team that a guy that you signed like a week and a half ago was your starting quarterback. I, I, I just uh, – Good for DA because he's a great dude. Like I'm glad he got, I'm glad he got, got it and played. But like um, and McCoy goes out. And like like what, the second play of the game or whatever yeah. it was. And, and you know, it's just – it's an absolute mess. It's, it, it's hard to believe this team – Nine months ago, was playing in a playoff game. 
It's and just, they it, this roster three more wins than or two more wins than the Cardinals. Just as bad as that is. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Houston at Jacksonville. So we'll get back to our Jacksonville conversation a little bit. Blake Bortles finally gets benched. Uh, the organization has felt like it's done everything. It made a meticulous point to try to boost up Bortles' confidence. We're never going to, we're going to make excuses for him. We're always going to build him up because he's our guy. This is the first time this is, I mean, hell, there was even a story that got leaked out earlier this week that Bortles is not in any danger of losing his job. And then he lost his job during this game to Cody Kessler, of all people. I guess going forward, who do you think is starting next week, A? And B, does it matter at this point? Is this Jacksonville team just so far gone at this point? I think it does matter because Bortles has shown this year that if you play zone against him, he can make some things happen. If you play man, he's not accurate enough with the football. We've talked about this to throw into tight windows and he throws picks and it get, it hurts him. But that's not the identity of this team. They've got Carlos Hyde. Yeldon's had, Yeldon's been good. Yeldon's yeah. a top five running back going into this trade. If you get Fournette back, I mean, I think you go back to just pounding the rock. Part of the problem with this defense is they're out there a ton. Yeah. Offense is turning it over. They're turning it over in tough spots. They're not playing, okay, field position one, two first downs punt. The other team's inside their own 20. That defense is going to kill you. You're not going 80 yards on that defense. Right now they're turning it over on their own 30. Yeah. And whether you give up three points or seven, the defense is hand, handcuffed. Yeah. And then they go back out on short rest because you turn it over again or you went three and out. They're just not playing to the identity of the team. I don't think it matters who really plays quarterback. Cody Kessler can get them by, but if they go back to their identity of what they are, that's run the football and stop the run, get after the other team's quarterback. But you can't do that if your defense is tired. No. And this defense has got holes right now. It's not playing very well. I am very curious what, what Carlos Hyde will do there. Um, I know they said they tried to get him up for this game, but that's that's way too quick of a turnaround. There's no way yeah, he's going to – I mean, unless you've out. actually played with that coach before, you're not going to know the plays in time yeah, in right. 12 hours. Well, one thing I'll say is I got a lot of respect for Doug Marone. I think he will have them motivated. I think they will continue to play hard. I don't think he and, – and Tom Coughlin above him. Um, but they're, they're just – you know, when you run your mouth like that and you let your guys go run your mouth like that, and you start losing, locker room gets to be a really interesting place. Yeah. One win changes a lot of things, but they've looked bad. Luckily for them, they're only one game back at the division. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're not by any means out of it, but this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's the context in which we're looking at them. I still think TJ Yeldon's extremely fantasy relevant, even with Carlos Hyde there, even when Fournette comes back. Uh, Dante Moncrief had a good game, but that's about it on the Jacksonville side. For Houston, um, Deshaun Watson looked okay, but. He might be a lot more hurt than even they're letting on. Did you see that report? They bust him to Jacksonville instead of flying him and all the so other stuff. Swelling up and yeah, because it's like I mean, Bruce Long. We've talked about it. I said it before the season. He has to take a step back. He's taking a step back playing, but he also has to take a step back physically. You're on an ACL. You're yeah. second one. He's not wearing a brace. It's going to have problems. Yeah. I mean, I had a scope a year ago at 40, and I'm still having issues with this thing. You know, <laughs> it goes up and down, you know. it's uh, He's not yeah. that, but it's still not a – Easy thing to do, but Hopkins there. Will Fuller played yeah. uh, decent again. Yeah, six for sixty-eight. Um, yeah. You know he's a hit or miss on a touchdown of having a big game. Lamar like, Miller had his big game. Lamar five. Miller bounced back. That was nice to see. That ran the ball pretty well, which was a terrible matchup to play Lamar Miller. He yeah, hundred yards on a touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be okay. Right now, they're starting to look like the team we thought they'd be, and probably the, the leaders in that division. And that's a defense that's been underperforming all season. Yes. If they kind of get things going and they get things moving on, then this is a team that could do some damage because you look at those AFC playoff teams and there aren't a lot of strong defenses. We just went over that. Again, I don't think Houston's going to go into New England or Kansas City or Pittsburgh or any of these places. But if you were going to, if you need to come up with a blueprint to win there, 
It's with defense, and maybe Houston could do that. Uh, Detroit versus uh, the biggest frauds in the league that had a winning record, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they carry on Johnson, big day. Yeah, big day, big day early. He had like a seventy yard run early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was on a like touchdown, four for eighty five or something in the first three or four. But he had a nice day. I mean, he had nineteen yeah. for like one fifty. He's the best back they have. I mean, he looks. By far, oh, but he's he's also big and powerful. You don't have to give Garrett Blunt because he's on your team. Yeah. Short yardage, I man, it's totally a fantasy that's, that's, thing to say. But yeah, you, but that's you also a Patricia to. thing. But if you're going to be, yeah, that's a Belichick thing for yeah. sure. But I mean, if he if he's going to be your guy, let him be your guy because yeah. he damn sure looks like the guy. He's good, and that that's going to add a lot to that team. That defense is playing a little better. The team overall is playing a little better. But with with them being able to run the ball and Stafford having a running game, dude, like yeah. that's. This is one of those ones where everybody gave up on the Lions after the first week. And again, I don't think they're a playoff team, but they're not the team that got smoked by that's the That's another Jets. division that's winnable. Yeah, it is. And we've seen, we've seen again, Lions have been in the playoffs recently too. Uh, again, the big takeaway here is on Johnson. I picked him up in fantasy last I did week. Too. I'm I very him. happy. I was James Conner was on a on a buy, and I put I put on Johnson in. I think he was number one number one of the week. Yeah, I mean, 158 yards uh, on the ground. I was really happy there. Uh, I'm not buying. I mean, I know Michael Roberts came back at tight end. I don't know what to believe in that. You know, three catches, two touchdowns in that game. hadn't had missed the last four games due to injury. I don't know what I read into that, but I do read in the carry on Johnson is very good. On the other side, I got to give him a little credit because I've trashed him. Jokingly, uh, I went to ASU the same time he did, but I've, I've trashed his play jokingly for months. Brock Osweiler doesn't look terrible this year. Look, Brock is a very serviceable backup that should play 12 or 15 years. He's a friend of mine, so I'm going to preface this by saying mm. he is a friend of mine. He's a great dude. But, he, but, but he's he a good locker room now. guy. He's a good locker room guy. He's really positive. He's the perfect guy to come in and spell somebody like this, right? Yeah. I don't think you're going to build a team around him. They try to do that. Uh, he, he's so positive. He very much clashed with, with Bill O'Brien. That was a personality thing, but, um, he obviously is comfortable. He can make the throws. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's his a big, 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 talented sure. guy. He fits what they want to do on offense really well. He's been good. He's been solid. I mean, he started the game like 10 or 12. Yeah, I wonder if this is the classic case of now he doesn't have all the pressure in the world on him. And he's a, going to a coach that is strong offensively and that can accentuate his positives. And he's got the physical ability to then execute. And I, and I think they're, the coach has a very positive nature that fits his very positive nature. So he's the perfect guy for this this spell. Even if he finishes the year for them, you're, he's doing it without any pressure. But he's he's proving to everyone that okay, I'm not what my reputation turned into, and I'm a very serviceable backup that can play. And he's Derek Anderson. He can play a long, yeah. long time. He uh, should. Kenny Drake had a good game, but it was really one good run. I mean, he still only got six carries. Like I, I don't. I'm not fully – I know they were behind a lot in this game, but this is now a season-long trend. If they're not giving Kenyon Drake a start I almost talked myself into looking at him on the waiver wire again, then I just went, no, hell no, I'm done. I moved on. Like, I'm not – I don't care if he ends up having this biggest second half in the history of fantasy football. I'm not – I'm done. I can't touch that one anymore. Vikings got off to a slow start against the Jets, but ended up running away with this game. Uh, Ho-hum again, Adam Thielen, another 100-yard game, seven consecutive seven in a row. Yeah. That's the tied for the most to begin a season, one behind the most just at any point streak. Uh, Calvin Johnson had eight in a row at one point a few years back. He's just going to get his every single. He's week. just good. Not, like people, I mean, we talked about good. last week. Like that dude is just good. Yeah, he's done it against matchup shadow Everybody. corners. Like it doesn't matter. Like yeah. that dude is legit. Nine for one ten and a touchdown. Really, with the only one, only Vikings received that a big game. Diggs had eight catches, but only for thirty three yards. Tavius Murray looked good in his limited touches. Again, that's back to back weeks, in which again not against greatest rushing defenses of all time, but. He's getting his stuff done. Uh, boy, if you spent a first-round pick on Dalvin Cook, 
It's just, it's just not. You warned him. You warned everybody. I warned him. You just, you're not the same. And he's a speed cut guy. Adrian Peterson was a power guy. Like you could see a power guy come back to be okay with a brace on. He's a slasher, a true cut guy. He's just, and now it's a hamstring. I think it's going to linger. There's going to be things that bother him the rest of the year because he's not going to be right until next year. But yeah, you're exactly right. Like, but that team looks good. That team looks good. The Jets are sneaky. The Jets are playing hard, especially at home. Especially at home. That young swag is coming out on that defense. As Darnold matures and limits his turnovers, that team is going to be a team that you just don't want to play. Because if I know it's easy to say, and I know it seems so simplistic, but Darnold's interceptions will go down as oh, he yeah. starts to learn the offense more, as he gets more comfortable. At as that point, yeah. at that point, a lot of teams are just taking advantage of that right now. That they're getting two or three turnovers from Darnold a game, and they're capitalizing with 10, 17, 21 points off of that. That's going to get cut down in the years, in, in the couple of years going ahead. And boy. That team's going to be solid. Um, like not a great game from really anybody on the Jets in this one. Yeah, you're but... getting weirdly weird fantasy. You put up 40 points the week before. There was nobody fantasy relevant from the Jets. Yeah. They're doing as a team. It's going to happen. Uh, very happy for Todd Bowles. We all, you all know him with our relationship with my family. Just super happy that they were that they were patient enough to really rebuild this thing. That's another team that's like still yeah. 80, 90 million under the cap. Yeah. That's young. That's already got their quarterback. And they got, and they got a rookie quarterback now they can build around. I mean, that's that, how you win now. That team in the next couple of years, watch out. They're patient enough to give Todd this and let him go now and rebuild this thing. I mean, they, whew. yeah, next couple of years, I think that that could be the, the finally the turning point in the AFC East is them taking that. Absolutely, over. again, they're, they're not they're not going to win many games this year, but boy, that team is another team you don't want to play though. No, so but if, that's he, a if team he gets that's, hot and doesn't turn it over, that's like, oh, so that defense is being stingy. They're running it. They're making big plays. It's a bright future though. Yeah, really sure. bright future there sure. in New York. I feel a lot better about the Jets going forward than I do about the Giants. And I didn't think I'd say that. Yeah, and and, and, and it's just because of the quarterback situation yeah. at the moment. Because uh, the Giants have a lot of pieces too. Uh, Carolina, Philadelphia. This is Philadelphia had you know, defending Super Bowl champs. They were gonna, this was the game. You know, they were going to get out there. They got up seventeen nothing. They were cruising. They'll get another victory. They were going to be four and three. Everything was great. And then the fourth quarter happened, and just the absolute collapse. Cam Newton takes the team down. Three touchdown drives in eleven minutes in the fourth quarter. On a Three defense that's supposed drives. to be just spectacular, and you have so many defensive linemen that you're fresh, and that this doesn't happen. I'm 11 and two this week on picks. I'll toot my horn, not yeah. against the spread, but just pick them, right? Yeah. I missed Jacksonville at home, thinking they'd bounce back. They're a debacle. They're a fraud. And Philly, who's looking like the same. Yeah. This defense, the corners are terrible. Like they're they're just not playing. No. They're not playing fundamentally sound. Like you're up by two touchdowns, you let people get behind you for an easy touchdown. Like it's like simple, simple stuff. That that defensive line is not the same. I said it early in the year that I didn't think they were going to be as good, even though they added some pieces. And they've got issues. Yeah. They, you, they, you don't blow 17-point leads in the fourth quarter. No, this is a problem because I saw a lot of Eagles fans talking about this on social media yesterday. The Titans game was supposed to be the wake-up game. That was the game you where blew a 20-point you, lead you blew one. that game and you go, okay, we need, to, we, need to get, we need to get our you know, you know what together. Yeah. Well, now you did it again. And now that I'm becoming worried because – You gave up that to Cam Newton who doesn't have the weapons to put up 21 on you. And I, and I know – again, I know he had a, bad, a couple bad throws in the final drive and I know he fumbled in the, in the red zone. But Carson Wentz has looked fine. Yeah, it's that, not him. That's what scares he, me. He looks, like, he looks like Carson Wentz. That's what scares me. Yeah. Because if he's looking good and the team is still not winning, I don't see their path to the playoffs in that case except for that division sucks. Like I, I mean, that was about my next question. That's who, it. who wins this division? I, Washington, who we picked to go four and four and twelve, yeah. five and eleven. I mean, somebody has to look to, their, to Philly, their credit. The ugh. best coach Gruden in football is damn sure not <laughs> John. It's Jay. Yeah, he does a hell of a job. Adrian Peterson, the ageless wonder. He's just never. They're I, just running it down. Your robot. Throat. I mean, Chris Thompson's been hurt, and 
all day comes in and just lights it up again. Yeah. Chris Thompson comes back. I mean, they have a revolving door at receiver. They just signed Michael Floyd a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. the guys that they have playing, defense is stingy. Give DJ Swearinger credit, man. That dude was so much fun to watch oh, when yeah. he hit the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. He's just out there talking smack, having fun, like a dude playing football to play football. Not because not not I, I do this for a living and I want to be rich and whatever else. Like, he, he throws his body around with re- reckless abandon. And he, you can see how much that energy wears off on those other guys. I tell you, I don't want to come across the middle if I'm an offensive player. No, because he's he, coming. And he'll be clean, but, boy, he will make yeah, you yeah, feel he, it. He loves to play football yeah. and is absolutely inspirational to his team, and you can tell. Cam Newton with the big game, obviously. 49 yards on the ground, two touchdowns through the year. Devin Funches caught a touchdown. McCaffrey, kind of a eh, blah game. was only 29 yards on the ground, but caught six balls. He's going to get his. You're going to have these just okay weeks. Eagles could not run the ball at all. Uh, they ran the ball fairly effectively in the limited times. So it just didn't do it. Corey Clement did not look great. Um, I don't, Offensive that, line that, that backfield is, is – yeah, yeah, you have – Ertz no. is good. Jeffrey's good. Goddard's getting touches. That's what you're getting. And good luck trying to play that backfield for the rest of the year. So very interesting. If McCoy doesn't get hurt and they ran it that poorly, does the trade talk really kick back in this week? But now yeah. McCoy's got a concussion. Didn't do anything. I, the deadline's still a little ways away, but – uh, it'll be interesting because I mean they they need some help. But there's a does Fournette get traded to the Eagles healthy? Do, do they do they give up a fourth and swing for the fences and see okay we add a power back yeah. to what's going on here? Who knows? I mean, that that would be an interesting scenario to see to, to, to do like a like a Nick Foles for Fournette and a pick deal. Get something really create. Get something really creative involved in that. Let's get that one going. That, I could, just, that could be really, really interesting. Just to me, you you held on to Foles to wait to see if Wentz was healthy. Wentz has been healthy. Now you need to Foles go down there and start right away. Absolutely, could. And, and make them better. Absolutely, could. I'm not a I'm not giant on the Nick Foles bandwagon, but he goes down there and Jacksonville is a lot better than they are right now. Yeah, uh, someone someone joked about like if there was if the New York Giants had a competent backup, you could they could see maybe an Eli Manning deal down there. Oh, and absolutely. Coughlin, with Tom Coughlin, with that. They don't have anybody that can play quarterback. Anymore. No, and I don't know that Eli makes them that much better. He doesn't, but they, but yeah, basically the, Eli's just older. The Giants, you yeah. would have done it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. you would have. Uh, Cleveland, Tampa Bay. This I picked was, this one, but man, Cleveland is stingy. Baker Mayfield is kind of like the same thing I was talking about. DJ Swearinger on defense, on offense, man, he's going to fight you to the end. The best look. Can I give my boy Catman some credit with the fifty-nine yard bomb to win this game? Yeah. That thing yeah. was smoked. Yeah. He absolutely destroyed that ball. Good, good to see the coach give him a little bit of confidence because you missed that 40-yarder yeah. at, at the end of regulation. And you say, but no, the look on Baker Mayfield's face when the kick went in so was good. like – It was memeable. It was great. It, but it was so genuine. Yeah. He was just like, man, we lost. Yeah. Like Because they, they, he did so much yeah. to stay in there. Look, Tampa's not terrible. And you guys were big negative yeah. on him. I was yeah, a lot was higher wrong. on him. But they're hanging in there. I mean, Jameis with a bunch of picks again. Um, but they're throwing it all over the place. They got weapons. Be interesting to see what happens with them. But man, what a uh, what a fun game that was! It really was a fun game. Baker again. Chubb had a good game Chubb, and is yeah, taking Chubb over good. for Hyde. I mean, if you're the Browns, I love that move for the Browns. Yes, you're, it's, it lowers your salary cap. You drafted a guy that you you thought was just as good, if not better. A lot Chubb's cheaper. been explosive when he's gotten the limited touches right. this year. And you still have Duke Johnson, who again didn't do a ton in this game, but he can be that third down right. back for you if yeah. you need to. Uh, Jarvis Landry with a big game, ten catches, ninety-seven, a touchdown. And Joku, and Joku the finally looked like and Joku and Mayfield. That's what you needed. That was the connection we saw in the preseason, and that's the connection that's carried and over. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a big second half for them. I mean, going back to my preseason prediction for breakout guy of the year, my tight end was Joku. I think you're really gonna start seeing that. He's just a 
freaking athletic machine. Like he just learns the he just needs to learn the nuances of playing the position, getting open, sitting down in zones, when you're playing man, when you're running a rub route, when you're running a, an option route, which way to go, all you know, all those little things to get on the same page with a quarterback. It looks like it's finally starting to happen. Absolutely. A big game, another big game for Mike Evans, seven for one oh seven. Uh, Ronald Jones, remember the ghost of Ronald Jones got into the end zone. Still doesn't look great on the ground. Uh, I don't know if that's just not going to happen this year. So we'll see what happens there. New Orleans and Baltimore with the most intriguing finish uh, of, of the stretch there. Uh, before we get into it, early in this game, the, the Saints had something I do something I never saw before a 20 play drive that resulted in no points. Yeah. I, on a very interesting call. Yeah. An, an option with, with, this the whole Taysom Hill thing is interesting. He's getting a lot of touches. And he looks really good. Yeah. But you ran the option on like third and six or something from the six yard line with him and Camaro, which okay is cool. But dude, you have Drew Brees. Yeah. It's it's not like an option is really gonna work from the six against the Ravens who the linebackers can fly. You're you're better off like, let Drew Brees throw it on that. I, I think sometimes, and you know, I'm a giant Sean Payton fan. Yeah. He can get a little too cute with some of this stuff. But yeah, I mean twenty play drive, no points, but they pulled it off. And broke my heart because Justin Tucker is one of my favorite kickers of all time. This dude is talented. He's money first ever career extra, missed extra, extra point. And it was another one of these crazy slices we've talked about. Yeah. I don't know if the ball changed or what the hell is going on. But I'm telling you people, as a former kicker in the NFL, it's hard to hit a slice if you play golf, a slice with a, with a football. Like It's hard to do. And I've seen so many yeah. this year. It's crazy. And Justin Tucker, who had, does not hit a slice, it's a big, beautiful high, just yeah. straight ball, hits a wicked slice. Like the look on his face was like, like, what the what? hell just happened? Yeah. Uh, to his credit, though, I mean, talk talk about manning up and owning it. I mean, he specifically requested to be on the podium to talk to reporters after the game. Answer yeah, I mean, every question. Talk about a pro's pro. Absolutely. Be a man. Because he knows he's going to bounce back. Oh, yeah. He's, he's Justin Tucker. He's, he's legit. But still, you know. One of my lock of the week. One of my locks of the week. So I was like, okay, thank God. All we yeah. needed was the Saints to win that. They go to overtime. Who knows what happens? But, dude, Baltimore, give them credit. They're better than I thought they were. Yeah. I mean, we've, that defense has been the best defense in football. They're turning it over. They're getting sacks. That's one of the best offenses in a long time. Oh, yeah. And they struggled to get to 20 points. They did. Again, it struggled on the ground. Alex Collins did not have a did not have a particularly good game. John Brown had a big game. I know I know that was just somebody that we talked about on text before the game. Right, I was really about to say, play. so here's, here's what I ended up doing, right? So I didn't really like the T.Y. Hilton matchup. So I was going to play Deshaun Jackson. I picked up John Brown, had him in my lineup, like actually made the, the roster move. Yeah. Put T.Y. down. Then I'm looking, and Gronk goes out. So I pick up Kittle. This is an eight-man, eight-team eight league and really competitive eight-team league. So I pick up Kittle. had a big week. But now I'm kind of like, okay, I had to drop somebody. So I dropped Deshaun Jackson to do that. I dropped John Brown and picked up McCoy, who had point one yeah. points. I'm still going to win the game, it looks like, because of some of the other moves, on Johnson being one of them in that same league. But the buys were killing me. And I was like, man, if I had to play John Brown <laughs> right yeah. there, just left it the way that it was, it would have been great. But huge game for him. He looks good. Look, yeah. when he was here, he's the dude is so explosive. He looks like he's finally figured out his body and what to do to get ready for these games. He's not having all the issues he was having in Arizona. Maybe it's the climate, whatever it is. But he looks good. They've got a connection, him and Flacco. And for those on the Saints side, for those that were freaking out about the performances last week, about, or two weeks ago, I guess they're off, coming off the bye of Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Relax. One game. They've both been fine. They both had really good games here. They both got in the end zone. Don't freak out. I saw people that were actually trying to trade away Alvin Kamara. Oh, because God. they thought, oh no, Ingram's back and he had the better game in, in that one week. Yeah, Kamara so, had like 18 carries as if in we, this game. Also, like, as if we didn't see them play together an entire season last year. Right. Both like, were both yes. went to the Pro Bowl. They were both spectacular. Uh Dallas, Washington. Uh a game of speaking of field goal kickers, have played a big role in this game as well. 
Uh, Dak got hurt early, but then came back in, didn't really miss any time. I guess the biggest takeaway from this on the Dallas side is that this was one of those dud games for Ezekiel Elliott. 15 carries, 33 yards. Because Washington's been sneaky good on defense. Yeah. And Adrian Peterson, it will never age. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of saying that he's done. He's I'm not wrong. a 30-year-old running back. He is a different dude than just, everybody else. Period. Different breed. Like that's ever lived. I, Have you ever seen him in person? You understand yeah. what I'm saying too? Because <laughs> this dude, like, I've, I've been around this game a long, long time. There's like physical specimens, like the Adrian Wilsons of the world that played safety yeah, that yeah. just looked like a Greek god. That's Adrian Peterson from the running back position. Like, dude, just just different than everybody else. There's literally nothing else fantasy relevant in this game. Just the two running backs there. Peterson got his had a good game there. Elliott didn't. Uh, good luck trying to play any pass catchers on either one of these teams going forward. Yeah, very fluky play at the end. The field goal lineup, interesting call by the officials. They make it, and then he clanks it off the upright, and, and Dallas loses. I, I will say, though, uh, one of my locks of the week was the over on 41.5. So that missed field goal that would have sent the game to overtime at 40 combined points was kind of hurt. But yes, absolutely, it is what absolutely. it is. Uh, still 2-2 two and two so far in our locks this week. There's one more lock tonight. So if you go to tdfantasy.com, you can see what that lock is for Monday Night Football tonight. Uh, but two more games before we preview that. Rams is at the 49ers. Uh, the Rams continue to just blow through everybody, look like the best team in football. Uh, it's nice to see Greg Zerline back. So for those of you that were Oh, I got him back in my, in my big league. I sat there, I had two for, kickers for a week. I you did, did the, the same. same. Thing. You stole him from me in our league. <laughs> and Oh, dude, he's just – God, God, he's good. He's, he's is, the Justin Tucker of the West Coast. I mean, he's, he's awesome. Look, that that team – here's what I loved. They had Indomitian Sue playing off the edge. They had Aaron Donald playing off the edge with the other one coming. Like they living in the Niners' backfield. Like Wade Phillips is getting creative. CJ Beathard's not terrible, by the way. No, that's the other been surprised. Like he's he's, play, been he's tough as freaking. Nick. That defense is tough to play. Like they were, they're, they're just so to him to do what he did he, and taking it on the chin. Yeah, like he stood in there tough, made throws. Kittle with another big day. Yeah, interesting to see what Marquise Goodwin is moving forward. He had the, you know, the big week last week, um, but man, the Rams look they look good. Yeah. And again, Gurley got the end zone three more times. Fourteen touchdowns so far. It's just, I mean, it's just clearly the number one player in fantasy. Rarely do you see this, where the guy that you actually take number one is the, is the number yeah. one. Clearly, and and he has been. And it's funny because he didn't have a ton of yards. Like, no. It's not like he's putting up crazy yards, but, but he's, he's getting, getting in the end zone, end zone all the time, and they're feeding their their bell cow back at the end zone. Yeah, Malcolm Brown looks good in the limited touches he's getting. He's he really good. You he, talked about him before, and yeah. I, I wanted to pay more attention. I watched some of that game. Man, he looks explosive. He's somebody to kind of keep an eye on week 16, week 17, if you play in the week 17 leagues. I don't know how many – the Rams games aren't going to matter at that point. It yeah. depends on how much rest they give Gurley. He might be somebody in a fantasy championship game or if you play in a two-week championship that you might want to throw in a flex spot. Just keep, just keep, just keep him in the back the touches, of your mind. he gets the touches because they rest Gurley, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep him in yeah. the back of your mind. And then on, on San Francisco side, I want to see more from this monster guy. Um, he looked – again, he only got seven carries on the ground, but he, he – did a damn good job with those carries. So yeah. I want to see what he looks like for Niners receivers. I'm with you. Uh, to me, Kittles, you're playing every week. I don't even know if Goodwin's a flex right now. Like you have to kind of wait and see. It's got to be a total matchup thing. Yeah. Because he, he's a home run hitter. I mean, there's they, there's elite speed and then there's dudes that run the Olympics. But And he's learned how to play receiver. He's been yeah. good, but he's definitely a matchup thing. Boy, let's talk about the, the Sunday night game. You know, you want to poke holes in the Chiefs. It's getting tougher and tougher. That team is just going to just run over. I told you that defense is sneaky good. We've we've all been on how good the Bengals' offense is going to be. And they look Um, so mediocre against this defense. And that's without Justin Houston didn't play again. Yeah. Like, Eric Berry is not going to be great when he comes back, but he's still Eric Berry. He's still going to be better with him. He's going to be sneaky good. He's a leader. Sorensen, another – their secondary is going to get better. That defense is going to get better. That offense, I don't know how you slow him down. 
Like Mahomes threw an awful pick late yeah. in the game, and he comes back and sits on the bench. And like you knew it was like it just didn't come out of his hand, right? Yeah. Like it, you you knew that's all it was. He like he didn't even care. Like it, it's they're so good. They got so many weapons. Tyree Kill is an absolute freak. Kareem Hunt is special. Yeah. Kelsey, Andy Reid's play calling right now. The offensive line, the lost one of the best offensive linemen for the year, hasn't done anything to slow him down. Uh, the Bengals on their side, I think the Bengals are going to hang in there. They're going to be solid. Their oh, offense yeah. is still good. Boyd bounced back after nothing in the first half at a decent, you know, a decent game. He had three or four catches in the second half. A.J. Green's A.J. Green. Mixon looks good. Yeah, he does. And again, this was not a great game for him because of the matchup, but he still, you know, he got almost four yards of carry. I'm just like, how, he moved, Green had how he moved looked good. Like, that dude is Le'Veon Bell. He's shifty. Oh, yeah. He's powerful. He's patient. He's got his own style. He catches it ridiculous. He had a couple one-handed catches. Where he just like wouldn't even look and just snatched it oh, yeah. out of there. Just a just, physical freak. I'm really excited. I'm I, I picked Bengals. him up on one league. No, it's, I'm not. Just, I'm not. The defense is bad. You ran. You ran into a better team. Yeah, at home, at Kansas. Home. Look, people, if you have never been to a yeah. game in Kansas City and you're a fan of the NFL, trust me. Go right now. The end of October, early November, Arrowhead at home is special. I, to me, there's nothing even close in in the NFL atmosphere from tailgate to atmosphere in the game. Just, just take me up on it and go because it is spectacular. Got the Broncos next week, so it's probably another another win. Seems yes. to see another another uh, fireworks show. All right, let's talk about tonight's game. Two teams that desperately need a win, probably for different reasons. For the Giants, you're trying to avoid this being an absolute tire fire, and for the Falcons, if you're going to make the playoffs, you you're not going to do it starting two and five. So no. you need this game. What are you looking for tonight? It, it, there's a lot of fantasy implications in this game. Surprisingly enough, uh, the Falcons were only four-point favorites, which I don't fully understand. That could be a teaser for our yeah. locks as we'll talk about this. Look, the Falcons are different at home, too. Yeah. Matt Ryan in that dome is spectacular. Calvin Ridley's healthy, so it was the bone bruise. They've, they've got that, I guess, the pain management under control. He's going to play. Hooper's been really good the last couple of weeks. Of course, Julio, uh, Tevin Coleman. I think Atlanta's offense puts up 30. They should. Uh, no, their defense is terrible. So if yeah. there's if there's a night where the Giants are going to put up some fantasy points, and I think Saquon has a huge night. I think OBJ gets his. I think Sterling Shepard's Shepherd a really, really, really good play in this one. I, Evan Ingram's back. We'll see what happens there. Um, and if that is a good thing for them or a bad thing for them, I think they're in the shotgun throwing it a lot. Um, but I think it's a high-scoring game, and I, I think Atlanta just – they're just different at home. It's going to be, I think the Giants are, are sledding uphill on this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points in this game. I think well, uh, Matt, Matt Ryan's going to have a big – he was my, my number two quarterback this week. Uh, again, Julio Jones should have a big game. I put Drew Brees on the bench. Yeah. And I decided I got Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. Whichever I'm playing at home in a dome is probably that's, who I'm playing that week. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good strategy. Keep an eye on Calvin Ridley. Um, I know he's been, he's been banged up all week. I don't know how much he's going to play. but the MRI came back as a bone bruise. So I think it was yeah. a pain thing that really scared the crap out of him. But he practiced, and, yeah, he's, he was limited. But I, I think that's one of those things. You could shoot that up and get through a game. You know, Tordals is good stuff. I mean, the way it works. <laughs> uh, but I, I think he's going to be okay. I think he'll get through. Any other uh, thoughts or takeaways from, from week seven so far? Uh I mean, I was 11-2 and two going into the night on the picks. We lost a couple on the spread that we didn't have, but I had those teams winning those games. I think we're starting to get a pretty good feel for who's what. You know, I mean, the Bengals are, are solid. Steelers didn't play, so they're kind of out of sight, out of mind. The Ravens are better than I thought they were. That division's going to be interesting because the Browns are pesky and really solid too. Yeah. Uh, but, look, it's the Chiefs and the Rams right now, and that they meet in a couple weeks in Mexico City. Um, the Rams are good. They are. They're the best team in football. They, by the I, way, it keeps leaves coming back. Yeah, and he's going to come back as an older guy, fresh. Give Give me like, I, ooh, yeah. I don't, give me a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl and just 
Let's go. And take the over. Just take the over <laughs> and just all the points. It's everything the NFL wants. I hope that game in, in, in Mexico City is not a dud and a letdown. I don't I don't really don't know how it could be. Uh, I, I really don't unless there's just elevation and something weird happens and, you're, you know, you're both playing out of the country. Like you said, you don't have better games that aren't, aren't in this country. Yeah. Um, but, man, they they both look like they're running away with it. Absolutely. Well, uh, Jake, how can they follow you on social? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Then you can follow me at J, Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. Follow the show at TD Fantasy underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. And I guess maybe we'll see. We'll let Paige back on the show for Wednesday. But uh, for Jake and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll be back Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.